welcome to The Parent Pod, a happy place to find out all about pregnancy and the start of parenthood from the information-packed babycentre.co.uk. Hello, I'm Lucy. And I'm Claire. And we're here with a podcast for every week of your pregnancy, full of really useful takeaway information, candid admissions from our own experiences, having both had two children, and top advice from experts. We won't leave you holding the baby either. This podcast series takes you right up to when your new baby is 12 weeks old. So we're at the third trimester, which is also sometimes called the home stretch. Yeah, and with good reason, I reckon. I like to wear my stretchy joggers around the home quite a lot. (laughs) It is a strong look, Claire. It is, and I'm still quite partial to it, actually. But if you feel as though your sexy sachet has become more of a sort of waddle, then you're certainly not alone. Okay, so 29 weeks, Claire, and this week it's going to be all about V-back, swelling, and my favourite subject, hypnobirthing. Yay! Finally there. What's happening for baby? Lucy, give us the stats. Okay, your baby now weighs a little over 1.1 kilogram and is about 38 centimetres from head to heel. Which is equivalent to... Uh, it's about the size of butternut squash, so Good quite big know. now. Yep. And his brain, which was actually smooth, is now gaining the kind of the new folds and the grooves as it becomes more complex. And this brain development is amazing, isn't it? Oh, it yeah. really brings home to me just how incredible the whole process is. The brain growth that your baby is going through takes up more than half of the energy he's using. And by the end of your third trimester, his brain will have created billions of neurons. I always picture a sort of big fireworks display with all these little electrical fizzles happening everywhere. Yeah. As well as this amazing brain development happening, your baby's bones continue to harden too. So about 200 milligrams of calcium is deposited in his skeleton every day, which is about the same amount of calcium that you're going to get from drinking a glass of milk. Other vitamins and minerals are also essential for your baby's developing bones. So keep up the good work on the old healthy eating. What's happening for you? Okay, mums, first things first, you might not be feeling your best. You might be pretty uncomfortable, but you are completely nailing it. I just wanted to get that out of the way, Claire, at this point. It can be quite a tiring content pregnancy. Right, so what else is going on for mums around now? You might notice some pain or swelling in your legs, feet and ankles. You might hear it called edema. Basically, it's swelling. And unfortunately, it's very common in pregnancy. Yeah, I think over half of women suffer from this at some point, don't they? Top tips for helping ease this are your friend and mine, Claire, the comfortable shoe. Love a comfortable shoe. And particularly marvellous if you're on your feet a lot. And it's good to try to take regular rest breaks when you can. If possible, lie down with your feet raised above your heart for at least an hour a day. Yeah. I know with me, this was obviously much easier in my first pregnancy than my second, but it's a great excuse to get home and just hit the sofa. We're so used to being on the go, aren't we? It often feels a bit weird to literally put your feet up. I know, but it helps. So there's never been a better time. You also might find that swelling affects your hands, actually. If your fingers are aching, they're weak or they're numb even, or you're getting pins and needles a lot, it might be carpal tunnel syndrome. Mm. Yeah, so to ease your symptoms, rest your hand often in a raised position if you can, and you could buy a wrist splint, which may be particularly helpful at night when symptoms can be at their worst. Generally, swelling is nothing to be concerned about, but keep an eye on it, particularly if it's quite sudden. 
In rare cases, sudden swelling can be a sign of a serious condition called preeclampsia. If you notice your feet, hands or face suddenly becoming puffier, see your midwife or GP straight away. Other symptoms of preeclampsia include a bad headache, blurred vision and pain just below your ribs. And again, this is the kind of thing that a midwife and GP are there for. Yes, absolutely. We've got some great tips on natural remedies for some of the symptoms we've talked about, as well as information on when you should call your midwife. Check out the links in the show note for this episode. This week we're asking, I want a V-back, but I'm a bit nervous. Okay, Lucy, in case anyone isn't clear, V-back. Okay, it stands for vaginal birth after C-section. And I know that most women are able to have a successful V-back without any complications, but there is a small risk that the scar from your previous C-section could tear. Ouchie. Yeah, this is called uterine rupture. It's not common. It affects just one in 200 women trying for a V-back, but it is serious and your medical team will be monitoring you for it. So in practice, that means what you'll be checked more closely during labour? Yeah, exactly. Your labour will be checked more closely and more often if you're aiming for a V-back. What that means is that you'll be offered continuous electronic fetal monitoring, which will measure your baby's heart rate and your contractions too. Yeah, and so why do they do this? Well, if your baby's heart rate doesn't sound right, it could be an early sign that there's a problem with your scar. The team looking after you can act quickly and keep you and your baby safe. That's why they'll check. Okay, and if you've had C-section before and you're aiming for a V-back, then you're more likely to be advised to give birth in a unit that has an operating theatre and an on-site blood transfusion service. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And of course, this may all sound a bit, oh, but really it's just a precaution to make sure that you and your baby are in safe hands. Yeah, absolutely. Let's hear from our baby centre midwife, Emma, who can tell us more about what to expect with a VBAC. VBAC stands for Vaginal Birth After Caesarean. When you have a VBAC, you'd have to have your baby in the delivery suite as you'd need to be constantly monitored and also have a drip put into your arm just in case you need to have fluids quickly. The constant monitoring of baby shouldn't impede your mobility. You should be able to still move around. And in some units, they have wireless monitors so that you could even go in the pool to have your birth. However, they would not want you to have your baby in the water for a VBAC. Vaginal birth after caesarean, VBAC, has a 75% success rate. So that means 25% of women may end up having another caesarean section. If people achieve their VBAC, they're generally absolutely delighted. However, if you don't achieve it, it, that can be disappointing. Lucy, that was interesting that you could be monitored wirelessly in some units. That sounds great. Yeah, I didn't know that either, but I imagine it can really help because it means you can move around more freely. So definitely worth finding out whether that's available to you locally. Yeah. What do you expect this week? Right, Lucy, I know you've been holding out for this week for a long time because... <laughs> Woohoo! This week we are really looking at hypnobirthing. And this is definitely your thing, so I'm tempted just to sit back and have a cuppa while you tell us all about it. So, Lucy, it's over to you. Okay, cheers, my dears. Right, hypnobirthing. Well, uh, where shall I begin? Quite a lot to say. So my understanding is that it's all about techniques so that you can deal with the pain better. Yeah, you learn ways to stay in control and calm during labour and birth. So whatever happens, you feel able to kind of deal with it. I actually think that's a really healthy approach because it's not about prescribing a set path, is it? We all know that you can't know what your labour will be like. It's more about giving you the skills to deal with whatever comes your way. Yeah, absolutely. It's not going to increase your likelihood of a straightforward birth, but it does mean that you might have a shorter first stage labour or it might mean that your pain is less intense or it can actually even mean that you have a shorter stay in hospital. 
Well, big fan of that. The food is terrible. Yeah, and you'll hopefully feel less fear and anxiety after the birth of your baby, which I think can be linked to feeling more in control about how the whole process went. So I kind of feel like we need a bit of a taster here. Okay, I'm going to pretend that I'm pregnant. (laughs) Not hard. And then train me up to be a hypnobirthing ninja. Okay, well, I am no hypnobirthing expert, but I do know that there are loads of different types. So here's a little bit of a trial for you, Claire. Okay. Right. Imagine you're pregnant and you're in your cosy bedroom alone. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that you're lying comfortably on your own bed. Mm. Okay. So close your eyes. Take note of your breathing as it is now. Where are you breathing the most? Is it around your belly area or around your mid chest? Do you feel your breath around the back of your body? Do you feel your shoulders or even your arms move as you're breathing? Breathe in for the count of four. One two, three, four. Pause and exhale for the count of six. One, two, three, four, five, six. I feel like I should stop you because people might be driving and I think people might fall asleep. (laughs) (laughs) It's very relaxing. It is very relaxing. I remember my birthing one also had elements of phrases like, your body is ready to give birth. You are strong. Your body is made to do this. Oh, I'm feeling ready for anything. (laughs) That's the idea. So it all sounds a bit nuts, but it's a really good way to relax. You can learn hypnobirthing techniques from attending classes in person or online on Baby Centre. There's lots of sessions on there. I use the Baby Centre ones and also some podcasts when I was pregnant with my second baby. So I'm a big fan. Yeah. And obviously we're both big podcast fans. Absolutely. If you go to hypnobirthing classes, they often run over a weekly session for a few weeks or you can complete a shorter, more intense um, couple of days, that kind of thing. If you aim to start classes by about 32 weeks of pregnancy, then that will give you plenty of time to practice. If you're already past that stage, don't be put off. You may still learn a lot from classes or intense practice in your last few weeks of pregnancy. Although you probably won't be listening to this episode. (laughs) Good point. So it's all about attitude. Yeah, you change the language you use and how you think about things. So hypnobirthing advice often uses terms such as tightenings or surges rather than painful contractions. Practice labour rather than false labour, birth breathing rather than pushing or contractions. Ah, I get you. Yeah, it makes sense. You change the language and you kind of change how you feel. Yeah, you also learn practical stuff. So positions for birth and labour. Things like staying upright, not lying down all the time. Yeah, and there's also deep relaxation and self-hypnosis. These methods can help you sort of stay alert, I found. But at the same time, you're able to shut out the world and just focus on what's happening with your body and being relaxed. Great, I could do with a bit of that most days. (laughs) And these are tips that you can take with you after pregnancy. It's not just for for labour and birth. I suppose it's a lot like mindfulness if you've come across that. You can learn breathing techniques to help you cope in labour. Yes, it's not just pain relief as such. No, but the techniques involved in hypnobirthing may help you to perceive your contractions as less intense. Okay. So if you're in a lot of pain or you're worried or you feel scared during labour, your body's more likely to go into kind of fight or flight mode. Right. So like the stress hormones, the main one being adrenaline, is just going to flood your body. Yes, and that's not going to really help things along. No, not at all. Another really lovely part of this is that your birth partner can learn alongside you if they're into the idea. So they can either go to the classes or they can just listen to the, the audio tracks. You'll both learn the breathing, the relaxation and the visualisation techniques. Right. Your teacher will give your birth partner scripts to read at home as well or the audio to listen to together. So you can carry on practising. Yeah, it's quite handy. Brilliant. 
the idea is that you both become so used to the techniques that it's easy for you to bring them to mind when you need them. Great. So the couple that does hypnobirthing classes together <laughs> may have a better experience of labour overall. Oh, there's one catchy slogan. <laughs> we should go into advertising. Right. Um, boring stuff here, but presumably there's a cost. Yeah. Hypno classes are run privately, so you're going to have to pay for them. Fees can vary from anything from 200 to about £450, but obviously it's worth looking around and comparing. And presumably you need to find someone who's properly registered. Yeah, it's best to check that your teacher's registered with an organisation that's accredited to the professional standards authority. And if Lucy has totally sold you on the idea of hypnobirthing, and I have to say, you've done it for me and I'm not even pregnant, um, <laughs> then head over to the Babysitter website to see a whole smorgasbord of fabulous resources. Okay, we're off to achieve some deep relaxation. As always, please remember that the podcast don't replace medical advice and you should always speak to your own doctor or midwife if you have any concerns. We hope you stay well, stay healthy, and we'll see you next time for 30 weeks. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to The Parent Pod. If you'd like more expert advice and information, chat to others at your stage of pregnancy or get emails tailored to you and your baby. Download the Baby Centre app now or visit babycentre.co.uk. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Baby Centre UK. All the info we cover in each episode is linked in our show notes. If you loved our podcast and found it useful, please rate and review The Parent Pod wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to share it with your partner and friends.